everybody, and welcome back. This week, I think I've only got two quick announcements. The first one is going to be the same, where we're collecting stuff for the one-year anniversary episode to get some cool questions and get those answered. I might wait to do that until after this run is completed, so this way we can ask all kinds of questions about this run in particular and how it resolves itself. Second one being is, I know we missed Better Than Bad's little talk like we had done with Kill Code and Street Lethal, and No Future just came out, so we're going to try and do both of them together, sit down and talk about them at the same time. That will be out hopefully before next week. As for the episode today, we start with our little bit of legwork and probing on this Knight Errant facility to try and figure out what are valid methods of attack to get their man. Thank you guys and enjoy. Maybe rather than spending a lot of time planning and then finding out some information that's going to make us plan again, maybe we should just go do the information gathering part. A little more legwork, a little less planning, you know what I mean? Sounds good to me. Well, if you guys want some drones, I can provide that. Can your fly spies get in there without being, I guess, noticed? Well, they could use a little help if somebody could maybe walk one in there. So the immediate plan is then to do some legwork. Yeah, and we can revisit our ideas after we have some more information. Awesome. How would you guys like to do legwork besides I have drones? Do we want to get the layout of the station, see cameras, security, people, where they're at? Do we want that? Because then somebody's going to have to go in and get them. They can take a drone in with them. I'd also like to know how does the prisoner transport work if we're going to go that route. Could we, in theory, get someone to impersonate the person doing the prisoner transport so we have actually someone inside? I believe RC has some police procedures, knowledges. Ah, yes, that actually may be of some use. Yes, when dealing with the police and their procedures. My God. I'll go with that. So with three hits on your police procedures, knowledge skills, specifically to the, the prisoner transfer, there's a couple of different ways that this could go down. They could have Lone Star come over and pick him up. They could drop him off at a Lone Star precinct, or they could drop him off straight at the prison itself. They're not going to, like, meet in a dark alley, have two cars pull up, pull him out, and dump him in one place. Chances are, if he is the only person being transferred, they might just throw him in a Roadmaster and drive him over there without an escort, because after all, it is a Roadmaster. Maybe with, like, a motorcycle escort. Lone Star would probably use the same vehicle setup, because... After all, the, the knockoff Roadmaster is still a Roadmaster, still a heavily armored transport. Most likely, two to three security people involved in the vehicle with Matrix support and potentially Magic support on call. You know he's not awakened, so they're not going to have a security mage there to keep him on lockdown. Those are your, your three major avenues that you would suspect. So that on transport seems the easiest to hit. Yeah. Agreed. Especially if we can get, say, Grift on the inside of the vehicle. How could I be on the inside? If you pretend to be one of the transport people. I don't know, man. You up for embedding that kind of information into their host? Sounds dangerous. Yeah, it would be. But I would think it's the least chance of harm to the rest of the team. I mean, worst case, I fail and we just hit it with... I mean, there's Russians. I'm sure they'll have, like, RPGs shoot at a tire. Well, no matter what we do, I think it's important to like, look at this police station and see what we're dealing with. I remember you said it was like a small station. Maybe it's weak. It's worth looking into. I can walk right into that place, put a drone wherever I want, 
file some bogus report, they will never mention me. Look at this face. You see this face? This handsome face? Totally forgettable. That is what we call an asset. I didn't forget you. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I didn't forget it at all. I should really maybe stop bragging about that around you. Well, how about this? I, I think we can make some people happy if you go in for uh, aggravated assault and show up with a black eye. I think RC could uh, help you with that. Probably. May have to get some practice, though. Look, I think my jaws it's got enough proof, all right? Keep our eyes on the prize. Focus on the mission. Hey, we're going for authenticity here. If we authentically give you a bruise, then we, we don't have to worry about makeup or a disguise failing inspection. I see, I see. That's a good point. Not for very much longer. The power play here is to punch yourself. That would show us. So, I mean, what do we see? I assume we can just drive on over to it, yeah? You know, if we could find out where they're doing that transport, might be able to get a better vantage point to be able to get the drop on them if you were from, like, the rooftops or whatnot with your rifle. The idea popped in. Do we know if they are going to transport him to a courthouse? Or is that all happening at the police station? Right, because he's still not actually seen a judge, right? He has not seen an actual judge or had any legal stuff. He'd be going to a Lone Star courthouse, right? Probably, because they're the ones that are bringing up the charges. So I feel like they would go to there because they'll have a Lone Star judge, probably Lone Star prosecutors, and whoever his defense attorney is. So if we knew the rough path they were taking, we could probably just pick like the lowest security rating space that they travel through. Who's going to go and drive by? Basil, come along. Howard is going. He's going to put his eyes on this place. On the prize. So, Grift and Boz, whose car are you going in? Oh, I've got a ride. Grift is driving a cherry, well, not cherry red. I, I want to say it's more like purple, prunish colored muscle car. I'm talking GMC Phoenix. I'm talking this thing looks like it was driven straight off the lot. He revs it a little bit. It's definitely a, a midlife crisis kind of car. It is nice. It is smooth. Howard, I oh. think we should take my car. But I just got this thing. Don't you think it's a little, um, distinct? It's purple. Purple's hardly distinctive. Fine, fine. I won't argue. So, we'll take Mary Sue's nondescript Mercury Comet. So it's Mary Sue Balls and Grift that are going? Yeah, Boz sits in the back seat, right in the middle. Kind of like catches Griff's eyes in the, in the rearview mirror and sort of grins at Pushes her coat to one side so that the revolver is, that she's got on her hip is eminently visible. Look, I'm just going to have to kill you through kindness. Griff gives you a wink right back through the mirror. Yeah, keep it up. So it's just driving the car in silence, no radio on. Just let those two go at it. Just super awkward. Michael, Chuck, and Richard, what are you guys up to? So, I'm thinking we can do most of our stuff farther away, right, for our surveillance. I mean, Michael, you go spirit form or whatever you do, and uh, you can take a astral look at the thing, right? I can kind of look at Matrix stuff from farther away, and RC, you can fly your drones around. Cool. So we don't have to be in the close-up vehicle, we can all jump into your van there, RC, and go from there. Cool. Hang out the van work with that. I'll get the Mountain Dew. So we'll go with the boring, easy, far away stuff first with Michael, Chuck, and Richard. Or I should say with Chuck, RC, and Scratch. You guys are maybe a kilometer or so away since that is conveniently what it takes to get no noise penalties and out come the fly spies. What do you guys want to uh, do besides look at the place? I'd probably start there. That's fair. 
uh, yeah, take a look at the, the actual surrounding areas, see if there's anything that would, uh, for me, cause a, a problem, either astrally or with magic disruptions or whatnot. See if there's any, like, critter signatures that I might be able to push towards the building, if you will. Chuck is just going to see if there's a host related to that precinct and any cameras in the area that are likely in that general vicinity. Do you guys want to throw me your various perception rolls? Sure. There we go, one second. All right, Chuck, you're going to see a whole bunch of camera icons that have little night errand iconography. You're also going to see the host, which is obviously not running silent. It is a rating 5 host. What else would you like to know from your matrix perception question? So I know the rating. Is it a standard data host or different? Go with a standard data host because that's easiest for everybody at the moment. Any other quick questions? Would those cameras be slaved to that host? Yes. Okay. Going down into RC's giant pile of E-War hits, you're looking at a fairly good-sized building on a good-sized bit of open land. I don't have actual dimensions for you because I'm a bad person, and I never look this stuff up. The building itself is four stories tall. It has a very large parking lot that is segregated. One section has what you can clearly see are the actual night errant vehicles. There's a bunch of Honda Artemises. There's two Roadmasters, and then you can see a part where it goes down underneath the building into some kind of parking garage. And then there's a section that is more civilian vehicles, a larger mix-and-match. Could be people visiting, could be the personal vehicles of folks that are there to be cops, lawyers, that kind of thing. The entire place has a rather high fence because trolls are gross, and you can see that it has some climbing deterrent aspects to it. The fence comes up, it curls outwards... It has little pokey spear tips that have little curvy bits to them that look kind of artistic. If you ever walk by an older wrought iron fence in your neighborhood, it, it probably looks like that. So this isn't the kind of fence you just cut through? No. It has the pop-up bollards like Tactical Imperium had. It has a more robust gatehouse at the front of it. And you can see that there are two people in there. You'll see some light posts on the inside. And as you look around, you will see cameras on them and cameras on the building. And then you will also see cameras on the neighboring buildings. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, that parking garage underneath the police station, what, if anything, is preventing interest to it? It just has some boom gates in there that are going to have some kind of sensor. From what you can see, some kind of automation to it. So it's not like there's another person that's sitting down there. I want to fly the flashback closer to look for any kind of signing that says something like, you know, police only. You know, or $30 an hour, or whatever. Or <laughs> 30 million an hour. You don't see anything printed outside in meat space that says police only or anything like that. Do you want to roll another police procedures just on more general stuff? Sure. Three hits on just general police procedures. This can easily be a privacy thing so that when you're bringing in people, say you're bringing in somebody fancy, you bring them down underneath and you bring them up that way. This way you don't have people out there taking pictures. It can also be a security thing. So if you're bringing in suspects... You can bring them down underneath, and then they'll have a place where you can bring the car. They can lock behind the door so that people don't open the back door and then go running out of the car to try and get the freedom. That kind of thing. Okay, so it's just a bottom garage entrance to the police station. You can get down there and fly around because you're a little tiny fly spy. It's got, like, two vehicles in it. You can see another section of similar to that wrought iron fence. It's on a sideways sliding rail so that it slides to the left. A vehicle can go in and then that'll slide closed and then on the other side of that there's like an elevator so that would be where 
I've got a suspect. Let me bring him in here, close the gate so he can't run away. Okay. How do I get into the parking lot of the police station? Is there like one gate entrance type of deal? The main gate, you can go up into the either the front of the building or over into the parking lot, and then that'll let you in that way. Okay. I said the parking lot is, is guarded by an actual light person. The guard booth is. You don't see any actual people out here in the lot. The windows, big enough for a person like get in or out of, or, you know, are they barred? The first floor windows are all barred. Second floor and up are not. You could try and break them out, but they are almost assuredly very reinforced to prevent things like gunshots and similar. What's the roof look like? Is it flat? It is flat. You can see that there is a circle for a helipad up there. Then some of your normal roof junk. There is no helicopter on there, but there is a doorway to take you down inside, and there is a fire escape on the outside. The roof is also got a fence on it, similar to the one that's around the whole thing, but pointing inside so that, again, if you're trying to escape from a helicopter, you can't really easily climb over the fence to try and leap to freedom. Okay. I'm going to be relaying all this information to my fellow compatriots. I'm, like, shooting them images of what I'm taking, highlighting certain things, you know, using all the cool tech, you know, arrows. Any questions? Anything you guys want me to zoom in on? The uh, fence there, is it standard or is it electrified or anything? Do we have anything to measure that? You don't see any outward signs that display that this fence is electrified. They would have to display if the fence was electrified to outside folks because this is a common area. Normal civilians are allowed to come up here. It's not like it's off limits, no trespassing, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a public street, you know. Is there a lot of traffic going into and out of the building? What time of day are you doing this little scouting at? Uh, well, I think we went to Taco Temple for brunch. So if it took us an hour or two to finish eating and head out, probably a little after lunch. You will see a couple of people coming back and forth. You'll see a couple of cruisers come in and a couple of cruisers leave. They're probably exchanging lunchtime for the people that are coming back. Some of them might be just going out after doing paperwork. There are a couple of people that you will see carrying takeout bags from a couple of the local area stores. But you also know that occasionally cops will eat out in other restaurants and just stay there or eat in their car, that kind of thing. There's a little bit of foot traffic now around lunchtime, but nothing too high and nothing too low. What I'm getting is that this place sounds pretty secure, at least physically, from the outside. Multiple entrances, high gates, high walls, big building. Yeah, I think more and more we need to do this when he's in transit. Well, it doesn't mean anyone can't just walk in, right? I mean, that's our plan, isn't it, Mary? It is, Howard. We're going to walk in. All right. Well, <sighs> I guess best of luck. Anything else you guys want me to look for? What are the police vehicles? What looks your best guess that would be the transport vehicle? Probably going to be transported in a road match or maybe with a couple cops. You know, maybe an escort. Probably not. Who knows? But it could be one of those two. I mean, I can plan a flashby and have it resting up under one of the two vans, chilling out. Heck, I can put one on both of them. You need enough time. Hey, you know, earlier... Chuck, you said you needed something uh, like a cable or some tool attached to hardware inside the building that you went into. Is that going to be the same case here? Uh, yeah, the security on this host is similar to the uh, other place, so getting a data tap in there would be most useful. It's not needed per se, it just makes it not as scary. Is there anything on the outside of this building that you can attach to to do that? Uh, I didn't see anything easily accessible. I will happily send pictures back to them saying, you know, 
to identify anything along those lines. Cameras, you know, big conduits of data would be nice. <laughs> if not, it is for this. Uh, Chuck, maybe, um, maybe Howard can get one placed on the inside. That would be nice. Can we just say that, you know, we already anticipated that? I mean, we talked earlier about uh, letting a flies-by loose inside, so you figure I have a data tap too, yeah? I would assume Howard would just carry data taps on him. He's a very well-prepared man. That's right. That's something a professional shadow runner would do. Mm-hmm. So you guys ready to go inside then? Oh, yeah. All right. Who is going inside? Marisa will drive past the station first just to look and see what's going on and park a couple blocks away, and we will walk to the station. Boz, are you coming in or are you staying in the car? She's not exactly a good liar, so I think she'll hang out in the car. Okay. Howard and I are going in. You want to take the lead or shy? No. I think if you can um, pull your weight on this job, it might go a long way with uh, the others as far as what happens to you at the end of it. You make it all sound so final. As I promised, my skills will pay for themselves and will prove themselves. We're all just working the same gig. Now, just follow my lead. Howard's got his coat off, must up his hair a little bit, and strides confidently into the front door of the precinct. Remind me again what he is wearing. Today I'm wearing, like, streetwear. I was wearing a suit at the meeting, but, you know, just casual stuff. So, like, jeans t-shirt or, like, slacks polo? I like slacks polo. Mary Sue dressed similarly? No, Mary Sue is in her corp skirt, blouse, jacket, heels, and uh, hair is nice and neat. She is not disheveling herself. But not stoop solo. I purposefully dishevel myself slightly. But I've still got the whole normcore look going. So I stride confidently into the precinct, and I want to head for the front desk. Reception, I don't know exactly what you would call it, in the station. So as you guys walk up to the front door, you're going to see that there is a guy there in a knight-errant uniform. He is playing on his comm like a little bit, and he's going to wave you down. He's got a cup of soy calf in his hand, and just crumbs all up in his little bit of facial hair that he's got. And he's going to call you over, because that's kind of his job. Yes? Yes, hello? Hello, officer? How, how do you do? Doing okay. How can I help you two today? I would like to report an incident. Who might I speak to? An incident? What kind of incident? I was... I My property and my dignity was violated by a ruffian, as, as my girlfriend here can absolutely affirm. I would like to report it. He will look over to the elf that is with him. Um, he's upset right now. Uh, could he just talk to somebody and just let them know what happened and he can file his report so I can just, you know, get him home and, and get him calmed down? Please. We discussed this. United Front, okay? United Front! And goes back to face him. Yes. Who can we Who can we speak with? He looks back and forth between you two again, and I know Mary Sue is really good at social stuff. Uh, how good is Griff at social stuff? He's not bad. Okay, you you would say that he could notice that this guy just has a, uh, all right, kind of air about him after this. Oh yeah, he'll tell you if you go inside on the left, you will see an officer working a front counter there. His officer Stevens, he can take your, your report. Thank you, thank you, and I just head right past. Mary Sue will thank the officer a nod and and quietly follow Howard. I assume we have, like, a nonverbal communication open, mm -hmm. so... We do. You know, just letting each other know to, like, keep an eye out for places to put data taps. Once we're inside, any one of us could just let that drone loose. You guys will see as you walk past the guard booth, 
he does have a little control panel in there, so it is something that you could data tap if you got the guard out of there. As you walk up, you will see the cameras on the corners of the building, a little bit of a archway outside that they're hanging off of. Not something you can really just reach up and tap, but if you had, say, a ladder or a little bit taller than a troll, you could have him boost you up. Going inside, you're going to be hit with kind of a wave of low-intensity noise as you hear people talking kind of all over the place, comlinks ringing. I would say typewriters typewriting, but this is too far in the future for that. On the right side, you're going to see a row of people that are sitting down in chairs, just kind of waiting as though this was some kind of doctor's office. Over on the left, at a chest-high counter, behind some glass, presumably ballistic glass, and then with one of those little bank teller slots for you to pass things back and forth. There's a very tired, ragged-looking officer who is doing stuff in AR and moving the little bit of things that he has on his desk, like some data chips, other small devices. To his left, there is a decent-sized security door. Nothing like what you guys saw in the basement of Tactical Imperium. It's just like a door with a mag lock that's got a, a thumb scanner on it. They don't look super high-tech. You will notice as you look around in here, that seems to be the main way to get from the little lobby area where all of these common people are to the back area where the police officers are. There's bathrooms off on the side for the visitors, small little vending area, water fountains, that kind of thing. Do you have questions or wish to roll dice in this situation before you talk to him? Now is probably a better time to look for places to put a data tab, right? Then I should roll for looking. Four successes to looking around. The immediate places you're going to see to hit a data tap is any of the Knight Errant-owned devices that Officer Stevens is working with on the other side of that class, if you can get a hold of them. Potentially the vending machines. There's a good chance that they're slaves to something. There is a camera on the inside that is kind of watching the waiting room, and there is presumably lights and stuff that you could get to in the bathrooms. More details about Officer Stevens. He is a human. He is mid-40s. He has a lot of gray in his hair a little bit in some five o'clock shadow facial hair he's got going on he's wearing glasses and he just looks like a beaten up tired guy wedding ring not that you can see on his desk you don't see any personal effects it all seems to be knight errant gear that is sitting there he is wearing a regular knight errant uniform including you know gun and taser and utility belt okay mary sue is just going to look at howard expectantly I approached this desk sergeant, looking equally upset as the last police officer I saw. Officer. 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 Hello. Yes, sir. How may I help you? I would like to report an incident. He'll look at you with some tired eyes, look to the line of people behind you that are all seeing you come up here like, oh, I want to report an incident. Take a number, sir. A, a number? I was assaulted. Do you, do you see... Let me points to his face. Do you... Do you see what happened? Do you know what they took? No, sir, I do not. That is the intention of the report. I can't... You mean I just can't tell you? I'm... I just... These things don't... These things don't just happen every day, you know. Mary Sue's gonna grab Howard's arm. We talked about this. You being upset and just yelling at people aren't gonna make them want to help you any faster. They're supposed to protect us. They're supposed to... Keep us safe from these things, from these hooligans. Um, sweetie. they're just telling me to take a number. A number. Sweetie, 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 why don't you go to the bathroom, get some cold water in your face, calm yourself, 
does hurt. Some. Come back. I will get a number, and we'll just wait, and we'll file the report. Okay. 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 And he makes a big show of heading off to the bathroom. Mary Sue will look at Officer Stevens. I just, I want to apologize. He's a little high strung. And, um, he's very upset. Uh, is there any way to speed this up? Or could he maybe go in the back and, and talk to uh, an officer privately? I don't want to, I don't want him to upset the other people out here waiting. From behind you, you're going to hear a, it's too late for that lady. Again, looking apologetically. See, I just, I, I just don't want him to make a scene in your in your pre, in, in your station. Is there a private room that he could maybe give his uh, report in? He'll look at you and he'll look at the people that are sitting there waiting. I'll see what I can do, but first take a number so that you can start the process. I will take a number and I will wait as long as as it takes, sir. Thank you so much for for understanding. And again, I I apologize for my boyfriend. So with that, he'll indicate a small stack of data chips for you to just pull the, the top one off. They have mm-hmm. little numbers on them. Crift, in the bathroom, what's up? Let's look for some of those lights you mentioned. Something to slap one of these data taps on, no? Thankfully, you've been in a men's room, so this is very easy for me to describe to you. It has a row of stalls around the one side and urinals and sinks on the other side. And then kind of pointing at the middle just to keep the wonderful corporate overwatch on things. There's a camera that's pointed into the open area of the bathroom. There are lights that run down the middle that have plastic coverings on them that if you wanted to get at the lights, you would have to remove those. Sounds easy enough. Can I get one that I'm sure is outside of that camera's range? You would have to be very sneaky to get at that one. Ah, I think I can do very sneaky. We're going to find out. Via rolling zero hits on my camera to try and spot you sneaking around in here. As you give it the casual side eye, you will see that the camera cord to it is unhooked someone has disabled that camera and it has not yet been noticed you also get the faint smell of cigarette smoke in here so clearly somebody has been doing something they're not supposed to with that many net hits it's pretty easy for you to get this data tap onto these lights bless you anonymous stranger who wanted to smoke in the bathroom in peace bless you so yeah I just do my thing I don't, I don't need any other roles for that nah putting in a data tap is pretty trivial all right, feeling good. Mary Sue, you will notice that this data chip, I assume you slot it in your comlink or something like that? Mm-hmm. It is a bunch of forms for you to start filling out. I'll start filling it out, but the personal information, obviously, is not going to be legitimate information. Kind of like when you go to a doctor's office for the first time and you got to mm-hmm. fill it out. Yeah. While you guys are doing that fun stuff, Chuck, you will notice that your data tap comes online. when dealing with the police and their procedures. My God. I have that too. <sighs> no, I want to wait for I want to wait for you to do it first. I was uh, it's better if I come in like a smart ass afterwards. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, if, if it goes well, then you're like, I'm actually, yeah. <laughs> One second. Uh, Mary C., do you have anything you want to say about Taco Temple? No, I, I was just asking, are we are we still sitting in a Taco Temple? I can't imagine we've moved. Wonderful high-class joint that it is. Is it a standard data host or different? Would it be bad if I said that I needed to read through Kill Code more so that I could actually remember the differences? And have little, like, the fuck are those things called on the sides of, like, the, the pointy things? Barbs. And barbs? Uh, oh. Like, the top of the thing has a 45-degree angle poking outwards toward the external of the fence. Oh, yeah, I guess those would 100% be barbs now that I'm looking at, like, the picture. I mean, it might be razor wire. No, I was thinking, um, now that I found a picture of what I was looking of, how it's got the little, like, somewhat artistic, but... Oh, those. Uh, the little crenellations on it. If that's what they're called, I have, I have no idea what they're actually called. I would just call this a spiked fence. Yeah. Little pokey spear tips. <laughs> Close the gate so he can't run away, and then... Can you guys hear her? No. No, there's no... I did not hear her. No. No, it was the kitty. Oh, there it is. Heard that. She's so cute. But as I confessed last time, I'm not actually very good at Shadowrun. God, yes, data taps, that's a thing. Those are things. Not the time to tell us that bit. <laughs> this is why you need a character voice. You can't tell what I'm talking in and out. <laughs> GM, would you call this an urban environment? You are inside a building. So, yes? Lordy. Aha! He's like the wind. You know, he's not like the wind. The wind wishes he was like him. <laughs> oh, wait, I can only keep five of those. My physical limit's not good. Ugh, disappointing. Hey, it's all Joe wasn't very good at chattering. You can, however, always post-spend an edge to, to keep all your crazy hits. You know, I'm confident in five hits. Okay. As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to, to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. Want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh, tell your friends. You know, that's the easiest way to to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to drone on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vadamikis for use with the Without a Net podcast. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever. Music and sound effects are provided by Sirenscape, and I don't think I need to add anything else. So.